podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting this? Movie, 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 podcast. Well, I think we all knew what you were doing that time, at least. Yeah, yeah. I there's that other part to it. The other part to it that you didn't do. Yeah, Pete did not do anything. Nope. I like it when he doesn't. I like it when he still makes me do this bit and doesn't support it. <laughs> Welcome to the Movie Movie Podcast, everybody. Uh, movie Movie Podcast number 23. Uh, wow. Thanks here, as always. And uh, with me, as always, dropping rhymes and saying no to crime, Peter Smith. Um, I say no to crime all of the time. <laughs> uh, next up, he's uh, licking his lips from that smooth shrimp dip, Alex Kovios. Uh, I... Don't know how to rhyme, but I'm doing just fine. And last but not least, murdering fools while getting straight A's in school, Russell Stevens. <laughs> I stay in school and I never drool. <laughs> That's true, he doesn't. That's done, I've, yeah, seen, he doesn't. <laughs> I've seen his pillowcases, they're immaculate. They are. Um, <laughs> this week we're going to be starting uh, with Skyfall and then we're going to be talking about flight, so... You want to give us the rust down about Skyfall? Rust down. I um yeah, I feel like doing that. Nice. All right. Skyfall. Directed by Sam Mendes. Bond's loyalty to M is tested as her past comes back to haunt her. As MI6 comes comes under attack, 007 must track down and destroy the threat, no matter how personal the cost. Okay, now before we All actually right. get into talking about the movie. I want to sit. I was just talk about one thing that has been in every single Bond movie, and that's the opening credit sequence. What did you guys think? Uh, okay. We talked about this. Um, we talked about it at rehearsal. Yeah, um, yeah. Like the, the the classic Bond opening is like an overly elaborate song with a lot of horns and yeah. a lot and, of and like goofy visuals of women with silhouettes. Yeah, and like martini glasses and stuff. That is very much present in this next in this uh film and i kind of think it's funny yeah i I, uh, I expressed my opinions on sunday that i it's weird that they kind of you know gritified bond a bit and try to make it for like a newer generation and even like a newer generation's bond um but it, and for all the all the like the weird stuff they got rid of this is one of the strange things that they've kept around yeah i would assume an outcry would be made if they got rid of it Yep. Oh, yeah, no, I don't think they ever will. No. They might tone it down more, but yeah. um, it's just it's so goofy now. It's so weird. Yeah. It's just yeah, it was laughable. I mean, you know, other like the only thing left like this is just you know all the all other movies just have like the uh, the production companies take like two minutes, right? Yeah, but most movies save even the title card for the end now. Like yeah, most movies are just off and running. And, and granted, and, granted, Bond this Bond and all Bonds have a cold open. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. But it's still uh, for me. It just it just um, you know it just uh, it kind of really hurts the the pacing at the beginning. Yeah. No. Totally. Yeah. But I I mean I'm not one of these people. But I'm sure there's so many purists out there, so many Bond purists that like 
they need that thing. So right. if it's yeah. if, if if it's gonna be three minutes to make like your hardcore fans happy, then so be it. That like I love okay. the fan service and things that I like. I guess this is just fan service that I don't get. Yeah. But um whatever, well, it's fine. Yeah, and I mean I don't think that like the song was very like, you know, very seventies bond. It was yeah. fine and just kind of there. You like Tiggs even said it reminded him too much of, of Spy Hard. Yeah. Well uh, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. Uh, I said and that. And I agree at this point. Because I love Spy Hard. <laughs> so, okay, so there is a whole movie there. Let's talk about right. that. Right. What? <laughs> the movie. Nope. Nope. Yeah. So one of the big things uh, um uh with the new Daniel Craig Bonds, they were really trying to go for a continuing story that, that went from Casino Royale to Quantum of Solace. Quantum of Solace is kind of agreed upon to be a bit of a mess, um, yeah. whether yeah. it was due to the writer's strike, what it was due to whatever you want to say. So this one kind of branches out, and I really enjoyed that, because I, was, I wasn't really a fan of the brooding of Vesper's dead Bond. Yeah. So I like that yeah. it just became, you know... Not every but, mission's going to be about him, and it shouldn't really be about him. Right. It's just Bond I mean, doing what it, Bond needs to do. It was nice having like a physically capable Bond. Yeah, uh, for once, and like having a guy that could like actually kill people and take people out, like but, kind of brutally, like what, a like a I would have to. What do you guys yeah. think of, of Daniel Craig as Bond? He for me, I I've really warmed up to him when I when he first was cast, and when I first saw Casino Royale, I was like. I don't get why everybody loves this movie. It's pretty okay. It's kind of boring. And he's an all right Bond. But like as I've rewatched that film and got through Quantum of Solace and then saw this one, like, I kind of like his interpretation. Well, I think, I think for, for people our age, uh, like our Bond was Pierce Brosnan. And he was, in, like, he was a lot of fun. Yeah. But if you got interested in Bond and you went back and watched him, watched all the other ones, it's like... Granted, they're they're really great movies and stuff, but some of the Bond interpretations are pretty corny. Yeah, some Bond movies are corny. It just seemed like Pierce Brosnan in the '90s was the first one to kind of take that corniness and make it a little cool. Well, I, I'm sure he appreciates you saying that. I'm sure he agrees. <laughs> I, like Christmas doesn't come only once a year. Uh, okay, so uh, third film, third film. That's so, I, so awkward. I just always saw Bond as like way more charismatic than Daniel Craig pulls off. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. I mean, uh, uh, Pierce Brosnan did the did the high '90s action, and he also did the Bond suaveness. Yeah, exactly. So, so, yeah. so, someone who really liked those, this like the the Daniel Craig interpretation is kind of jarring, right? Well, and I think that like he, I mean, but at the same time, he's also like uh, I guess it's <laughs> gonna sound like so weird. Yeah, I'm sure like his hunkiness probably does. <laughs> Like apply like work on us maybe as much. Yeah. Okay. I guess. Oh, you're but saying we're not like, attracted to him enough. No, I'm saying that like Daniel Craig is still like a sex symbol or whatever in his own yeah. right. I yeah. think that for those people, they can see why you know Daniel Craig is someone that like can get through the the sexpionage of being. Oh, a yeah. Spot. Okay. Uh, and like for us, we like seeing like you know people like. Sean Connery and all them, like you know, raise eyebrows and you know, be be all suave around card tables. <laughs> Just gotta give the girl that look. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that uh, look that says, "I have a gun." You better. <laughs> it's under the table, pointing at you. So Javier Bardem uh, as the villain. Oh, I, I, Javier Bardem might be one of the best actors of our generation based yes. on the fact alone that he can overcome 
the worst of haircuts. That was oh really yeah, really it has bad done so. On when I first saw the trailer for this movie, I was like, no. Mm-mm. By virtue of his, like his hair alone, took me out of the movie completely just from a trailer. But by the time the movie comes around, I'm like, how do you do this? How do you make yourself look like a fucking idiot? <laughs> it's still act circles around. But you know what? I think he still pulled. I think he pulled off a pretty interesting interpretation of a Bond villain. Like a, oh, like, without a no, doubt, definitely. without a doubt. Especially again, it was a '60s '70s Bond villain that he was playing. Now and. You know what they they took the fact they took the undertones of those villains and just kind of put them out there. Yeah. And I thought that that was a really cool idea. Definitely. Uh, it may not have hit all the time. Uh, but he played it well. I don't think he, I don't think he got enough screen. T- I don't think we got enough time with him. We we didn't because he, no. he doesn't show up till like halfway through the movie. But but not only that, like he has his couple speeches, and I think that's like, I think his entrance is awesome. Oh yeah, definitely. Entrance um, great. And it's just like him. Go, coming out of an elevator and just walk towards the camera from across the room and just giving a speech. And it's a very Bond-esque speech, and I thought it was really well done. Uh, but the problem is you get to see glimpses of how ruthless and things that like that he is, and then you get them giving you a couple little hints of why we should sympathize with them, but neither is kind of hit home enough that I feel conflicted about not wanting him stopped or something like that. Right. If that's what they're trying to do with this movie is say, is Bond relevant? Uh, is MI6 the good guys? Right. Uh, I don't think they set that up enough through him to make it, you know, to make me in any way want to see, like, you know, MI6 stop doing what they're doing. I don't know. Yeah. No, 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 no definitely. Um, I mean, and Russ, as you sort of, uh, you'd pointed out that he doesn't even come into the movie uh, until like halfway through. So what did you guys think of like the opening 20 minute sequence or however long it ended up being? Uh, yeah. I think. Because I think that's, I don't want to spoil too much about the whole well, movie. Well, it's in the, it's right. in the. Yeah. Preview. So this is like, so I feel like we can talk about this pretty well. Right. We, you, you, I think you kind of get from the trailer that he, that Bond dies. Yeah. Like early on, like allegedly dies or whatever. And that comes back. I, I don't see the point in that no. outside of of kind of getting away from what uh, from Bond like doing something cool at the beginning of a movie like him dying is like a different sort of interpretation of one of those opening sequences but yeah. outside of that I don't think it really serves much of a purpose that's right, being yeah. nitpicky but I, I don't think it serves like a purpose it doesn't necessarily take away from the film but it oh. doesn't bring anything to the table yeah I just think yeah we talked. I mean, we talked on Sunday, and we talked about this a bit. That clearly they were trying. They were trying to show two different paths that these, you know, kind of almost practically brainwashed soldiers can take. You know, yeah. Either they they can be thrown away and it and it breaks them, or they can sort of be thrown away and they, but they're still dedicated to the cause. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just don't think there's enough similarities between Bond's story and uh, I do whatever Harvey Bardem's character Sil- actually. Silver. Silva. I don't think there's enough between those two characters to really show that much of a show that much of a similarity um, to really, uh, you know, give a huge reason that we had to wait so long in the beginning for thing the story to actually start. I, I completely agree, and I think that um, three months is the time that Bond's gone, and it's not like that long of a time. <laughs> <laughs> like you just kind of took an extended vacation. Um, 
so like I think that they could have done something similar and and maybe even like done that, maybe just made it more drastic when he comes back. I just think that like they could have made that part mean something more um than just being kind of like a beat that it hits at the end just as like a reference. Right. Uh, in terms of you know thematically, and, and the themes of this bond was what made me really excited for it. Um, and I have to say, kind of getting off that and a bit of attention, I think it's shot beautifully. Oh, I yeah, think I Mendes it, it, it's made... it's one of the most beautifully shot films I think that's come out this year. Yeah, uh, the sequence when he's—I mean—they show like a bit of it in in the trailer, but when he's on the boat and there's just like all the lights are uh, kind of behind uh, above him, it looks fucking incredible. And like all of the sweeping shots and the landscape yeah. shots, oh, they're so, just—they're yeah. great. And I saw it in IMAX, so it really oh, popped. Nice. Yeah, and a lot of again, a lot of like fighting and silhouettes uh, and things like that. Like, but not like cheesily done things. Like that. I think it's a—it's a well-directed movie that very often it, it doesn't feel like a Bond movie. Yeah. Uh, because it looks—it just looks so good, and you kind of get lost in that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are. There are really poorly done CGI Komodo dragons is the one thing that really sticks out is you, you, yeah. you, really, you really made this movie look so good that I don't know why we have to stare at these horrible horrible CGI Komodo dragons I, 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 is yeah. that, was that on purpose? I mean like I'm not even I'm not trying to be a dick but like was that like on purpose like giving something like standing out like that to make it look like again like a 60s 70s like that kind of movie i don't know that they would go that far for like That's nostalgia's sake uh yeah i i think i think you're giving them too much credit for for that um the the one thing that annoyed me about that scene was there's this whole big thing about the gun that can he can only he can fire yeah. like that's one of his big gadgets yeah don't just leave it <laughs> so that went through a lot of trouble for to make that for you yeah yeah and that brings up uh, the character of uh, uh, the, the character they're reintroduced to, who, who I, you know, because of that gun and that whole opening scene, I was like, oh, I don't know if I really like this cue, but when his character comes back, he really became one of my favorite parts of the new. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited uh, to see him now in the next in the next few. Yeah, me too. Uh, and we just saw Ben Wishaw in um, Cloud Atlas, and I thought he was pretty good there. Um, I think he was uh, a little bit more subdued in this one, and. Um, and I thought he was really good. Uh, I enjoyed him. I I want to keep seeing him in these. Okay. Ones. So, uh, uh, do you guys want to read guys... this? Oh, yes. Yep. Yeah. You guys are good. Yeah. What do you think? Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, Russ. I am going to give this four Ooh. unnecessary um, women that James Bond screws. <laughs> uh, because the, this franchise has sort of gotten away, from, at least at this point, from having those like women that that happen to be in like half the movie and one double crosses them or whatever. The women are kind of like an afterthought here because this Bond isn't about ladies; he's about men. Um, <laughs> that being said, no, I think it. I think it's a. I think it's a really cool action film. Uh, I think it's a good Bond. I think it does a lot of what Bond movies do right, and I think it's the first of the Daniel Craig Bonds that I've enjoyed thoroughly uh, from beginning to end. I think the last 20 minutes of it get a little home alone-y. But it's still still enjoyable, and I do like that they've taken this kind of uh, 60s, 70s franchise and injected it with realism, not in the born identity sense, but in a way that, hey, we're going to get good actors to actually 
act in this movie and kind of make you give a shit. So for that, I give it four. I think it's totally worth seeing, and it's one of the most beautifully shot films this year. Uh, Pete, what do you think? I'm going to give it a, a slightly less. I'm only going to give it three and a half. Um, oh, shoot. What was I thinking? Uh, three and a half uh, straight razors. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Awkward scene. Yeah, uh, very awkward scene. I mean, the, the, the beginning was the first 20 minutes was a Daniel Craig Bond film. The middle was more of a like a new sort of espionage thing and, and really kind of felt like an older Bond film. But then the end became something entirely new and different. Uh, I mean, other than being like a Stray Dogs Home Alone. But because all three of those parts were put together, I think the end was really great and different and fun for that character. And I and I kind of liked all the things we found out about him and the things we found out about M. Um, overly enjoyable, but uh, I don't know. Uh, just three and a half because it's I I don't know I, I three and a half is still very good written. Yeah, yeah no, it's still good. Uh, yeah, all right. Uh, Alex, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to give this four uh, bad name twist endings. Nice. Um, we get a similar uh, moment that we had at the end of The Dark Knight Rises where we get a bad name twist. Um, and that part kind of gave me chills as to how lame it was. But other than that, uh, I did really like this movie. I think, like we said, uh, it's beautifully shot. I think... Uh, Dame Judi Dench, I think, does do a good role, a uh, good job in her ro- having a bigger role. Oh yeah, uh, in it, and it. And I know, don't um, like her most of the time. Me neither. And I actually found her to get pretty sympathetic, and I was actually kind of getting on board with the reoccurring jokes with her and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that they did a good job with it. Um, <clears throat> I thought Javier Bardem uh, was for the most part effective, but I think that, um, I think this movie could have been maybe paced a little bit better to kind of give us a little bit more insight into him and maybe a bit more of uh like we're saying like the parallels i think should have been uh sketched out a little bit better uh but i think that you know i really liked casino Royale. did not really like quantum of solace uh and this one made me wish that this was the bond trilogy that this was actually part of that and their whole theme of is bond still relevant was something that they tackled over a little bit to maybe drive it home and make it a little bit more personal. Uh, I think I, I felt like they took their time with some stuff uh, and then rushed others. Uh, but overall, I think there's some cool action, uh, some cool callbacks. And, uh, I mean, it's a Bond film. You kind of know what you're getting with these new ones. Uh, but they threw in some twists, which is... Uh, really add a piece. Actually, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't hear. I couldn't hear that. Uh, but I think, <laughs> yeah, you guys, I, I think this is worth seeing in the theater. Uh, you probably already have because it made a shitload of money. <laughs> uh, so um, you don't feel too bad about that. <laughs> um, I, I hope Sam Mendes stay, uh, stays on with it because I thought he was really good. I don't think he will, but yeah. Yeah. I don't think he will. Uh, yeah, I'm going to uh, give this. Three and a half. I was going to say Home Alone 2 sequences. But instead, I guess I will say uh, Exploding Pen references. Uh, because I really enjoyed this Bond film. And I haven't enjoyed either of the other two Daniel Craig Bond films yet. Uh, Quantum of Solace, definitely less so. Uh, Casino Royale was alright. But I was not overly fond of it. Like, um, just I had heard so much great things about it by the time I'd actually seen it. And it was sort of a letdown. Um, 
this movie made me really kind of enjoy Daniel Craig as Bond, which I didn't think I was ever going to do, and I was kind of just annoyed that they were keeping on with him again. Uh, so he plays just like a really great Bond, and I, and I do enjoy the stoic characteristics that he gives Bond over the more charismatic Bonds before. Uh, it's, it's a really fun movie. It's shot beautifully. Uh, I mean, yeah, you definitely have to go out and see this. It's it's. I mean, it's a new Bond film, so you mm-hmm. usually you have to yeah. go see it anyway. I, I uh, I really think though that they actually gave Daniel Craig some character moments in this movie, uh, which is something that you they rarely give James Bond. Um, so I have to say, like, kind of like hats off for that because yeah. uh, I think it actually added to it. I think after you know twenty two films, um, you know, they kind of sometimes need to to flesh him out. And maybe sometimes they get a little bummed when they flesh him out too much yeah. because you want to keep some of the mystique as far as like you know who really is James Bond. I know Pete and I drunkenly talked about that for hours on on Saturday, uh, but like um, I think uh, they actually did a good job of making him kind of kind of more of a person. Yeah, no, definitely. All right, all right. Yeah, how about a little rust down for our next movie, Flight? <laughs> sure. <laughs> They tried uh, to kill my flight. <laughs> I think I made that joke already. You did, uh, I know. I, 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 I didn't mean to take that. I'm sorry. It's okay. real good. It's all right. I still look. Uh, flight uh, directed by Robert Zemeckis. Uh, an airline pilot saves a flight from crashing. But an investigation <laughs> into the malfunctions reveals something troubling. I, I um, wish that the whole description was just the first part. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's a weird, vague description, but uh, yeah. but I I because the fun thing about this, especially that I really enjoyed, is that the previews kind of make it out to seem more of a, a a fun romp of a Denzel Washington piece, like character piece. Yeah, this but is the, the first, dark movie. Yeah, in the first yeah. few minutes, you get that this is not that movie. Um, the second, you know, granted, granted, the movie opens up with a naked woman stepping off of him. But yep. but after that, like he like quickly wakes up to a beer, uh, a coke? A, 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 yeah, a little two lines of coke, and does a line of coke, yeah. and you're just like, oh, I was getting ready to root for you, yeah, and you're very yeah. quickly just like cast that aside, yeah, and what? and you're you're sent on this journey with him of like, wait, do I agree with the fact that the well the clear fact that yes, you did save all these people, but. You're also a giant piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. even this is like a weird occurrence that you did save them. Like you should have killed them technically. Yeah. Even I without think, uh, like, like one yes. of the I think oh, one of the ahead. things that this movie uh does really well um is they in 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 waves they'll like show you something that he does that you're like, "Oh, oh that's kind of funny." Or they'll introduce like a character like his uh his drug dealer and you're like kind of on board with how funny and humorous their life is and like oh he's kind of like a lovable scamp but then he'll say or do something awful yeah and yeah. you're like oh wait no i don't i i don't like that at all and that comes from the thing you just did that i kind of laughed at um and i think like that is what a, i think that's what a real asshole sort of is is somebody that like you can kind of be all right with, but then like they'll do something and you're like, I don't know how I even. Yeah, which is which happens constantly throughout the movie. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, 
it, that's like the best. I don't know that that that's what I I, I liked about it was. You you think a lot of times you would think I thought went into this thinking it was gonna be really kind of corny and inspirational maybe about him like overcoming yep. him just like you know I'm cleaning up everything because like all the the previous like the ones he went just kind of like dumping stuff out and everything. Um, that's earlier on than you think, <laughs> yeah. and it still goes darker. And um, <clears throat> you know, uh, I think that. Robert Zemeckis did a really good job of like making this like almost feel like an episode of intervention where you just have those moments when you're just like watching someone self-destruct and cringing. Yep. Yeah. Um, maybe it's the fact that he's done so much motion capture over the last 10 years that he really knew how to direct the shit out of a human. <laughs> um, but it, it, like every single character in this movie, I think has, has like a scene or a few scenes that are that are just great. I think Don Cheadle's character is like the 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 hotshot lawyer is awesome. I think uh, Bruce Greenwood's character of, yeah, yeah. of a Denzel sort of like buddy old old flying partner and like union rep was great. John Goodman steals everything he's in. Yep. And what's his yeah. face? The the cancer patient for that five minutes. Oh, that like, was amazing. I thought that was great. Captivating. The guy from Rubicon. Yeah, uh, that, that, was, that was an amazing scene. Yep, like there's just so many really, really good scenes in this film that strain together to make a movie that's a lot better than I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I would love yeah. to see um, John Goodman steal a little like uh, Oscar nod. Yeah, I think some, he, I think he's gonna. Like, I think he's minutes. going to this year between this and Argo. Like, there's no way. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. I mean, he's only got two scenes really in this. Yeah. Um. Which like, is the beginning again, and the end. Yeah, and Melissa Leo is five minutes. Like, so we don't really like, like yeah. all these people that are top build. Yeah, I mean, you granted C for <laughs> very very short amount of time, and that's the funny thing is like the trailer strings it together like it's this, like it's a completely different movie, and I guess they kind of have to because if you knew what this movie was going into it, you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to see it. Yeah. Yeah, my yeah. my theater was so divided watching this movie. Yeah. Uh, gal next to me just bawling the entire time. <laughs> uh, people, Daddy uh, uh, yeah, people <laughs> are just talking and just getting up and walking around and just like leaving for five minutes, coming back, like not invested. Because um, this ends up being, I mean, it's kind of a long flick. Yeah. And uh, yeah. actually, it's like Quantum of Solace is a really long movie. Yeah. Uh, not Quantum of Solace. Uh, no, Skyfall. 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 Same thing. Uh, <laughs> no, not at all. No, no, Quantum of Solace was actually short, but whatever. No, I know. Uh, yeah. um, I so, so I'm actually a little lukewarm on flight. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I really, I think that Denzel does an amazing job. I think that most of the actors, or if not all the actors, just like, just kill it. Just overboard. Just like, every role is just literally played perfectly. I just felt that, like, I, like, I, so I went into it expecting something a little bit lighter, and then it, you know, it was very obvious that it was going to be pretty heavy, and then once it was, once that was established, it was like, okay, I know kind of where the story's gonna go. Like, I know I'm just gonna see him make a bunch of bad decisions, and it's probably gonna be the exact same bad decision that he's been making the whole time, and then everything is going to collapse around him again, and then, you know, it's just gonna, it's gonna end up at, you know, although the last, like, the very ending, uh, you know, where everything kind of comes together, uh, at the trial, that's that was that was kind of brilliant. I, I enjoyed that a lot. But uh, interesting, because that's like the one thing I didn't love 
Really? That oh, I've, I that was like the one part I was like okay, and I just, I wanted him. I honestly I wanted him to get through it all, finish it off, and then like die in a car crash. Like that's what I saw. That was I, you know I I thought that they were setting up, um, like a bunch of different things to be, like things that were just going to come out in the end and yeah. maybe like take him out or something like that. Like yeah. I think there's times when he's like, oh, check out this old plane or something like that. What do you think of it? Uh, like I was like, oh. Is he going out in a blaze of glory in this kind of thing? Like, yeah. I don't know what you're setting up, movie. Right, right. And then I actually kind of, I, I don't know quite know how I like the ending of just, like, it going in this completely other direction. Uh, what's, what's funny is I don't like, like, that that last, like, the last major scene, like, the courtroom scene. Yeah. How that goes, I don't love. But what happens at the very, very end, I actually didn't like. Well, here's uh, yeah, here's... Yeah. Here's my interpretation of his entire story told in two minutes. Um, and, and I hope to... to, to avo- I'm going to try to avoid any type of spoiler, but the whole, the whole plane crash scene is that, you know, the, something happens and they're really nosediving. He kind of saves it. And, you know, Grandy does save everyone's lives, but he still crashes into Almost a field. Everyone's. Yeah, Six people but died. the plane still crashes into a field. Yeah. <clears throat> and, then af- <clears throat> and then after that, He's built up. To, he almost in his eyes and is built up to be a hero, but he still realizes he's nothing. Yeah, yeah. So his story after that, it's the same. It's almost the same thing. He might be fine. He seems to be fine when it starts out, and then everything starts to go bad. And he, oh, and in this moment, he does write it, but he still crashes into a field. Okay, that's interesting. And it's sort of show you what the next yeah. hour, the next two hours is going to be like. Yeah, he, I mean, he, I, he, I might, he might have this big moment of the trial of which he almost t- tries to redeem himself or in, in this case, land the plane safely. But it's still a hu- it's still a crash. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the end, and then still the, the guy who was a shitty father. Yeah. And a shitty and that's, friend. And that's what the whole that's what the shit. very end is about is that he might kind of feel like he's a hero. And he even like goes to that final confrontation thinking he is a hero until he's told no you're still just a piece of shit yeah, yeah. so you're saying we're the plane <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm saying his entire story after the plane crashes is almost the same thing as the plane crashed yeah no i, I, I get that so i, get that. I just want to i'm gonna try and not spoil anything here but i'm just gonna say that ending on a freeze frame and then a fade out was kind of like i hated it so much <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck am I watching right just now? Just let Zemeckis have his of, Yeah. We're well, just a slow-mo at the end, too. Yeah. And a couple times. I was yeah, like, what, what are you doing? Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's Zemeckis still has his own little quirks. Like, yes, he does the kind of the fade-out. Also, one of my big problems towards the beginning was he was, lean, uh, he was like, really... On relying too re- relying too much on the soundtrack to set yep. the mood. Yes, he was. And granted, that works in Forrest Gump because it sets up the time frame and it sets up the mood. Yep. But not in a story that takes a span of a few months. Do you exactly. Get sympathy for the devil. Yeah. Give me shelter. That, like the, the, the tunes of the, today. <laughs> he's the devil. <laughs> <laughs> I figured the movie out. Okay. Uh, so do you guys want to rate it? Yeah. Let's uh, let's rate this. Uh, Pete, what do you think? Oh, uh, I am going to give it uh, four awkward home movie viewings. Nice. 
Yeah. Oh, that scene made me want to vomit. Yeah. And to I, that I mean, that's a really good interpretation of a drunk person, Denzel. Yep. That is. Well, I mean, absolutely. Sad. That's. Well, in that scene, because there's the initial laugh of how much he drank, but then the realization of what that, that actually means is is yeah. is terrible, and it's one of the quickest turns around that we described. Of oh, he, this could be fun. He's almost a lovable scamp, but but you know, it's it's not. It's this isn't funny at all. Uh. So I, I definitely enjoyed it. It's, well, I mean, it's a div- very difficult movie to enjoy, but it's a very interesting movie to see. It's a very interesting character piece, and as Tig says, every single person knocks it out of the park, even if they're in the movie for two minutes. Yeah. Um, like, I especially love John Goodman's first scene, and because his, sec- his second scene, it he acts in the exact same way, but you hate him. Yeah. Yeah. He's the exact person, but you realize that, oh, no, he isn't lovable. It's his, it's yeah. Child. He's just actually always, and he's always been this piece of crap. Yeah, he, yeah. So I mean, if you're interested, you know, if you're interested in something that is going to kind of make you think and and really sit and watch the story of real addiction, I would definitely give it a try. If if it's, but it's definitely not the romp that the trailer is making out to be. Yeah. Uh, Russ, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to give it four mini bottles of liquor. Nice. Um. Because strangely enough, like watching this movie, I was like, I really wish I had something to drink. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> and I was well, as soon as I got back. <laughs> because I know I'm not an alcoholic, so I can drink. Um, but yeah, I think the movie is excellent. Um, it, it does that thing that I like w- with a good movie that's probably Oscar caliber, where you don't get that I'm acting moment. Right, you don't yes. get that big. Yeah. I'm an actor doing a monologue. No, these are I real people. I don't want your laugh. Exactly. They tried to kill my wife. Uh, those sort of things. Like you get real performances <laughs> and real people, real flawed people that good or bad, like they're just regular. It does a really good job of making me feel utterly uncomfortable at, at certain points. Like when he goes and visits his wife and kid, I, I wanted to walk out of the theater. I was so uncomfortable. Yeah. That being said, like I think this is a great movie. I think it's one I, like that if you've ever wanted to know what addiction is like, or if you've ever wanted to like play a movie for kids and explain like this is what the, this stuff can do to you, I think this might be good for that. But I don't ever need to see it again. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. No. I I definitely agree with that. Um. Yeah. It was it was dark. Uh, Alex, what do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, I have to, I have to echo what uh, both both Pete and Russ said. Um, I I really liked it as much as I could, as much as like liking that that means. Because um, <clears throat> I just found it really effective, and I'm glad that like it didn't matter a lot about the mystery of the movie. Uh, so like of, of like the plane crash, all, a, a lot of times. Um, I'm gonna be giving it also uh, this time four. Man, jeez, uh, nice. for uh, uh, John Goodman, gigantic shirts. Nice. Because that was a big-ass shirt you were in, John Goodman. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> um, No, I, I, I thought he was a lot of fun. I thought there was a lot of great... Uh, a lot of great moments in this movie. Uh, everyone was just really good. It is one that I think if you want a serious movie night that you can go out and watch it, it's almost better if there's not a lot of people in the theater. Yeah. Uh, because 
you kind of want to focus on it. Um, and it's one that you're not going to feel great about after you watch. Um, but it doesn't mean it's not like any, you know, it, it's a, it's a still a good work of cinema. I think it's something like Zemeckis could have made 10 years ago and it would still feel like a Robert Zemeckis film that like is about these kind of issues. Um, I think he just, uh, I think he did well with, uh, well with it overall. So did, so did Denzel and, and everyone involved. So good job guys. You made a move. <laughs> oh, hey, Robert. We got to call in. Robert, <laughs> the line's open anytime you want. Take. Uh, okay, I am going to give this three and a half. Uh, what were those? I can't remember the name of those Coke cigarettes that John Goodman uh, has him make at the end of the movie. But uh, 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 Cocoa Puffs. The Cocoa Puffs, yeah, which is bullshit because everyone knows you just lick the bottom of the cigarette and dip it in some Coke. But anyway, that's not the point right now. The point is is that this was a really good movie, and I wanted to give it a three, but all the character performances and just all the actors just gave such amazing performances that I yeah. have to kind of bump this up. Uh, it's a good movie. It's it's very dark, very deep. Um, I, I still, I feel like it's just, uh, I I know I was I was literally just watching this guy's life fall apart, and that's kind of what it was going to be the whole time, was like, you know, him just like just watching his life fall apart. So it, it was... If if you find that super like if you like the show intervention you will probably love this movie and you'll yeah, get a Ashley. kick out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ashley. Um, so it, it's but all the performances are, are incredible and everything is just like completely believable and if it just, if it didn't it just ends a little bit too cheesy I think just a little bit too corny. Well, and, direction wise. Yeah. Or do you think the actual conversation at the end is cheesy? Oh no no I think the conversation at the end is actually really great. I, I think that part was brilliant, but like, yeah, just ha- I was really afraid it's gonna be cheesy, but I think I think it was it was actually perfect. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Like when that was when he when the very last conversation was about to begin, and you kind of and there's like a little bit of build up for it, and I was just like, oh shit, this could really go just like stupid right now, and it was just it was a perfect it was perfect at the end there, but it you know just like you know just right after that, just a little bit too cheesy, and I was just like, come on. Well, he should stay after the credits. I just really. How did the, he, what happened after the credits? He joins the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> He's just eating shawarma. Yeah. Nice. So we're the Hulk. Uh, housekeeping. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can find us on the web at uh, moviemoviepodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at moviemoviepc. You can email us. Uh, Tell us what you think about the show. Tell us uh, your fake movie Friday ideas or your full submissions to moviemoviepodcast at gmail.com. And we are the Priest and the Beekeeper. You can find us the third Thursday of every month at Long Island City's The Creek in the Cave at 9.30 p.m. We'll be performing tomorrow. Uh, what? Thir- which will pr- yeah, no, tomorrow, Thursday, the, the 14th, 14th, 15th, 15th. 15th uh, at the Long Island City's Cricket Cave, 9.30 p.m., uh, we do a variety show called Pick Pile with our good friend and uh, stand-up comedian, Zach Rassard. So come out. It should be a really great show. Uh, and Our I hope third year anniversary. Our third year anniversary. We're going to be uh, – our our old school troupe I, is coming to perform. I believe that's the uh, – what what anniversary is that? That's, uh, is that uh, it's the wooden. Wooden. Yep. You get you get a you go wood. <laughs> you get wood when you <laughs> get wood, and then you whittle it down. Uh, so, so thanks, uh, yeah. Thanks, everybody. And uh, if anyone wants to, I would pay anyone to go through all twenty. What? How many podcasts it takes? Twenty three. 
23, and count how many times Alex makes the you should have stayed through the credits joke. I'll, if you dare me, I'll do it. Because <laughs> I think it's got to be at least five. I'll, I'll do uh, it. Oh, oh, that same joke? Oh, yeah, no, that's... <laughs> that's it. That's in his back pocket. Not, guys. He pulls that out on like first dates and shit like that. What are you talking about? Well, thanks everybody for being here. Uh, thank you guys. And I love. Sorry, I love the idea of like a girl not wanting to go, like inviting Alex up, and then telling her they have a lot of fun, and Alex being like, "Well, you really should have stayed until after credits." <laughs> I joined the Avengers. <laughs> you really should have come up to my apartment. Oh, yeah, what happened? Well, I joined the Avengers. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hello, Movie Movie Podcast listener. I want to tell you about the Avengers Initiative.